Entre nous. Entre nous. There to talk about sexuality. For you. With you. By you. Welcome in the 41 podcast episode of the Lovell Center, a center in Europe about relationship and sexuality. And today I have the great pleasure to interview Marga Berlinski. Hello. Hi there. So Marga, can you explain us who are you? Who am I? So, and by the way, it's so much fun to be with you, Olivier. It's really great. So my name is Marga Berlinski. I'm Dutch. I live in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and I'm a sex, intimacy and a relationship coach. So I work with men and women in the area of relating and dating and love and intimacy to really create freedom, intimate relationships, and really have this, their own self-expression in sex and intimacy. Thank you. So today the podcast will be about a bit of your life and story and advices. Mm. What is for you today, recording this podcast, your intention? For me, what I love is to really educate people and really to support them in their path of growth so i am you know i'm passionate about bringing more love to the world and bringing more awareness and that we can really you know through doing this create a better world together so if we all love a little bit better ourselves and others i think we can make a, a more beautiful world to live in together and i do that through the um, areas of intimacy and relating but that's it for me right educate and share so um, something else becomes possible hmm. exactly we need to show how we can go to wellness state a joyful life and we need to basically to go there we need to share experiences to learn and practice that's really about a, a practical approach of the life and it's well known in sexology Sexuality seems something natural and easy, but it's more about learnings and experiences mm. and growth than anything else. So that's why it's really important to speak loud and uh, share that message between adults, because it's so hard that we really talk with authenticity and vulnerability about our sexual life. Yeah. And today it's an opportunity to open the door. So the previous podcast, the 41, was about sex positivism in Belgium. And today mm. I invite you because you are a kind of sex positive actor, activist in the Netherlands. Yeah. And uh, it makes like an easy link between the previous podcast. Can you share with us what means for you the sexuality? For me, sexuality is really an area of life to play in, I would say. It's like a beautiful area to grow in, to play in, to connect in. And that's in short, it, I think. Yeah. Does that make sense when I say that? Mm -hmm. And to add to that, actually, is that, you know, sexuality and intimacy is such a vulnerable thing for us human beings and such an essential thing. So it's, um, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing to be able to express yourself freely in, to connect with yourself and others in it. So um, that's why I'm in this field. Mm. And can you share with us how you get to that point uh, where you are now today as a coach and uh, in your intimate and private life also, how you get to that point? What was your journey up to now? Yeah, well, I've always been, you know, working in the field of growth and development through body work, personal coaching, transformational work, 
And uh, so I've done that for over 15 years now. And I think about 10 years ago, I was kind of like having to admit to myself that my intimate life wasn't really as great as I liked it to be. And if I would be really honest, actually, I was really resigned. I really didn't like it, felt insecure. I uh, didn't feel great. Like I felt insecure about my body, felt insecure when I would be intimate with partners. And um, once I kind of admitted that to myself, because for a long time, I just pretended all was fine. It was like, no, I'm fine. I have other things that I like. I'm just not looking at this side of me until it was kind of a bit silly. Like I had to admit to myself, it's a bit silly that I'm kind of always ignoring this area. Well, it's really bothering me. I was at that time in a, in a long-term relationship and the intimacy in our relationship really didn't work. We didn't know how to connect and communicate about it. And it had a big impact. And so when that relationship ended, I set myself on a journey, you could say, to free myself up and to find what works for me. And then I started to different things. And uh, along that path, I discovered so much for myself and shifted so much that I discovered I'm really, I really want to share this with people. So I already did that work. Like, you know, I was already working with people, coaching people. And then it started to gradually move more into the realm of intimacy and sex because I saw how, how much you can grow in that and how fulfilling it is and how, what people get out of it by actually, um, yeah, engaging for themselves in this area. So uh, that's how I ended up being in a sex intimacy and relationship coach. Mm. I was touched when you say that in one moment in your life you feel resigned and mm. uh, not secured and it was difficult to talk and develop yourself in sexuality with your partner and with yourself. And it's so, it's so common, in fact, to start with some difficulties and uh, maybe wanted to give up. <laughs> to, yeah. So there is no solution. And, but at the end, you find solution. That's a source of growth, which is very important. I was wondering... You say that you, you are working with people and coaching for uh, many years and then you yeah. started to look at the sexuality. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Personally, I think that really if you want to make sustainable change and growth and wellness, one way or another, we need to go to the sexuality domain to look what is mm. inside. And uh, for yourself, what was the, the kind of uh, pivot point, you know, like the major steps that changed your life from uh, resignation to hope and then wellness? I'd say, you know, because I was working in the already coaching, right, and doing personal development work. So at a certain point, like I said, I, I couldn't really uh, pretend to myself anymore. I was like, <laughs> I had done enough personal work to be able to see, like, who am I fooling here? Who am I kidding here? Right? This area is not working for me. I'm so super resigned. and. So I started doing several practices that really supported me. So I started the practice of orgasmic meditation, which shifted so many things for me in my perceptive of who I am as a woman, the connection and relationship to my body and my own sexuality. And I did other things too. I did Tantra. I explored in the BDSM scene as well. And I just tried a lot of different things. And through that, I learned what I liked. I learned what I didn't like. But I think the biggest shift for me was when I was actually practicing orgasmic meditation, at a certain point, it clicked for me that there was nothing wrong with my body. So to give you a bit of an idea, like before when I would be intimate, 
uh, in that period when I was super resigned, I didn't feel very aroused. I didn't really like being intimate. I felt really insecure through it. And I just thought there was something wrong with my body, right? Everybody around me seemed to have it figured out. Everybody seemed to have pleasure, right? I never heard anybody share about there's something they didn't like about sex and intimacy. So I felt really lonely and I thought, well, I guess there's something wrong with my body because it's not working the way it should be. And through my practice, I really discovered there was actually nothing wrong with me. I just never had taken the time and slowed down enough and bring attention to what I needed and desired and give words to that and connect to myself and my body. And when I discovered that, that like, oh, actually, there's nothing wrong with me. I just you know there's attention to bring. That was such a massive shift for me. That, that was really a, a moment when I could start to play and enjoy where before I was kind of like, well, I hope I can fix this, right? And then I was like, oh, wow, there's actually nothing wrong. But I can learn new skills and I can meet new people who can teach me things that are exciting. And I, was, I, I could be, become curious about what was possible versus being just like, well, whatever. Wow. Yeah, from a state from trying to fix or avoid uh, to a state of playing and enjoying your life your body your uh, relationship to yourself it's such yeah. a big hope message for uh, i guess so many people because somewhere or another when i see the level of frustration or are not enough satisfied sex life there are so much to do and it goes through practice it's not theory it's clearly a great example of uh, because you dare to share it publicly yeah. that the growth is coming from the practice yes You can talk, we can read books, we can go in theory, but at the end, it's all about uh, practice, experiences, and yeah. take time to slow down, to connect. Is there a, an advice you would give to people around this domain? Yeah, for sure. I'd say take your time and bring lots of compassion, right? It sounds maybe like, oh, I started practicing and everything turned around. It's like, well, you know, I had a coach several coaches i tried so many different things some were amazing did a lot for me some were really not for me but i had to try it out and experience that and so it was messy you know at times there was just lots of emotion i had to deal and learn to kind of feel through it all how to navigate my emotions you know i had to learn how to ask for support i was always this independent woman i can do it myself thank you very much and Just reaching out to people and saying, hey, you know, can you listen to me? That was such a big thing for me. Or I have a request, right? Asking for something was another thing that I really had to learn. So it took me years to be able to be able to move freely like I do now. And it was with trial and error, right? Sometimes I messed up and sometimes I think back about conversation I had and like, oh my God, did I really say that? Or, and there's always also moments I cherish that I'm like, wow, I made such beautiful connections there. Or I had a real victory over some patterns that, you know, about being vulnerable. So that's my biggest giveaway is to allow yourself on this journey and allow yourself time and space and support. Don't do this alone, really. I love the silence <laughs> after <laughs> such a deep, messages hmm.
when you were talking, I was also thinking about it's not gender specific. What you say is really about anyone and whatever the gender. It's there to ask advice. It's such a big step for some people. And then take time because it, it takes years sometimes yeah. to feel good. And when you see others happy, sometimes we think, oh, it's more easy for others or it should be more easy for me. But it's always and regularly it's a long process of discovering yourself step by step, years yeah. after years. And then sometimes some experiences are awesome. So some make sense in the journey, but are not the main one. But we go step by step and uh, a contact after another. We increase also the network. And, uh, and basically that's also how we met several years ago. It's about experiencing and then we are in the same kind of community and then we start to discover each other's and discover we are more and more people willing to go to the more wellness and love you say it in the beginning your intention is to spread love <laughs> yes to radiate to really own your life your emotion your communication and be uh, playful with it yeah. would you have a second advice because you know the podcast is made for to help people to progress by their own and sometimes just a question or an advice make a big difference. What would be an advice about the love? Love is quite a large, <laughs> large topic. What I can say is about love is like really love is expressed in communication, whether that's verbal or physical or any level of communication that's possible. And in my experience, we are always coming from love and we're connected to love naturally as human beings, you know? And along the way in our lives, what happens is that we get disconnected from love. Things happen from maybe young age, life happens basically, and then we, we kind of disconnect. And then we forget what it's like to be in a state of love. And to experience love again is to connect back, connect back to yourself. So let go of the old, maybe old pains, the old fears, reconnect with the people in your life. So wherever there was disconnection, do the work to connect back. And all of that will give you a stronger sense of confidence and self-love. And when we can feel that self-love, we can also love others more. And all of that is also based in communication, right? The ability to be able to openly express yourself to go back to that certain person and clean up the mess that was left there or say that vulnerable thing like I had to ask learn how to ask for support or ask for what I wanted right so it's all in that realm of communication so if you really want to bring more love in life what you want to practice and develop yourself in is to be able to communicate in a way that feels freeing for you and brings you know, bring love through communication. Yeah, and it could be people can use any manner to express love with uh, the body language, with the eyes, with the face, with uh, the posture, with yeah. uh, the way to, yeah, to, to position ourselves, the intonation and the voice. It's so many ways we can really enrich and even beyond the words, the logic mind, we feel it's love. Whatever is the language, <laughs> we can speak any language. At the end, we yeah. can, we, the goal could be just to transmit love, whatever we are saying <laughs> and yeah. whatever the topics. You know, it's not something uh, so... Uh... Yeah, 
And, but it is also important to give words to it, right? Because there are so many levels of communication. But sometimes I hear people say, like, ah, my partner knows I love them. It's like, well, do you express it, actually? It's like, no, I don't, you know, I don't express my love. That is weird. It's like, well, right? We sometimes assume people know we love them or there is a, this kind of um, assumption that love is just there. But if it's not expressed, it's not always as obvious for people or as present. So it's really also being conscious about creating love. Love doesn't fall out of thin air. It's a conscious creation. That's what I like about it. It's like I can create love with who I am being with the people around me, how I connect with them, how I nourish my relationships. And the better I am at that, the more love I have in my life. So love is really in connection. It's not a thing in your head. Wow. <laughs> I will process, I guess, the people that listen to the podcast probably process also a lot of your uh, messages. And it's mm. so true. To, uh, it's a creation. And uh, it means also we can be creative, but it's also easy. We can do it any times, any moment. It's inside mm. every communication. So every second is an opportunity to, to share love and express and learn how we can do it and, ex and go beyond our comfort zone sometimes to be more authentic and vulnerable. Yeah, I found that real, you know, real vulnerability often leaves us connected also to love. When somebody shares something real for them, And with me, for example, I can feel love, right? There is this instant connection when we're really vulnerable or authentic with each other. Uh, there's such an experience of love as well. As a sexual coach, is there something you would love to share with people to help them to progress in their sexuality that is really vivid for you or important message? I think it starts with really being comfortable around sexuality. So if you're uncomfortable around it, even just talking about it, or thinking about it, if there is discomfort and disconnect, and which there is a lot, right? We don't grow up in societies that encourage this kind of speaking, right? We don't grow up in societies where, where we're encouraged to express ourselves freely. We're mostly suppressed when it comes to our sexuality, and we need to get our information from in the internet, which is not always a really great source of information. So start to be comfortable and um, learn what your likes and dislikes are. And again, that is practice. Like we said before, it's through practice and experiences you can get to discover that. However, sometimes I work with people and then they have a desire to do these practices and connect with people, but that's a little bit too fast. Right? They first need to do a little bit more uh, work on themselves and get kind of um, their heads around their own relationship to their own sexuality. Many times people get very... Uh, you know, negative messages about sexuality in their upbringing. So that's also, there's a lot of shame and fear and there's taboo involved. So yeah, we really want to gently open that up for ourselves. But it starts with talking about it. When I did my coaching, when I very first started, I had a coach and um, I was kind of sharing this with people. It's like he had me kind of, you know, we talked about sexuality and For example, he, he asked me to say the word cock, right? It was some, somehow we talked about sexuality and genitals and I just could, you know, I was avoiding certain words and he noticed and he said, can you just say that word? And I, I could only giggle. I did not know how to say the word cock. And then just, it took me a while to become comfortable around using words for body parts. 
And it's like, really? It's like, yeah, I was just never, ever, I would never, ever talk about these things. So having a person I could talk about these things was so freeing, was so freeing. So that's also a great place to start when you're not quite sure. Find someone you can freely speak about this, who knows how to listen to that. So you can get that initial shame and fear of expressing yourself away. Because everything that we're not expressing, it kind of stays on the inside. That's really, um, it starts to live its own life. Whatever is on the inside and not expressed starts to feel really big or really strange and weird. And fantasies develop all kinds of things. And then when we start to give words to that, it can get a, you know, get, get space, it can be aired out. And then it becomes way more easy to find approval for the things that you like or discover, oh, yeah, actually, I'm really interested in this, but this is a nice fantasy, but I don't really want to pursue it. So it becomes, yeah, you need to learn to vocalize it as well. In your personal life, when you started to, when you dare to talk and you use the word the cock or whatever about the body is there a funny moment you remember or where did you practice and it gives you the most confidence or uh, freedom or wellness mm. yeah let me think it's i think i was in a women's group and uh was we were talking about fantasies about sexual fantasies and there was one woman there a friend of mine and she was so free She was just happily with this red, uh, her red, her cheeks were red, and she was so happy sharing about a certain fantasy she had, so freely. Where she described how she would be intimate with people, and and it was such a pleasure to listen to. And you know, we all had an opportunity if we wanted to share. And I remember I was so nervous about sharing some of my my desires, but I think that's a very precious memory of me that. Her example of being so excited about <laughs> sharing it and using words I would never say, right? But her example was so inspiring that it, it gave me a little bit of a push to also say certain things I would maybe never say or express desires I felt really shy about. And uh, finding out how fun it was to share it with in a safe space like that, right? It was really set up like we had a small group of women and it was set up to do that. So It was total, uh, totally appropriate and a creative moment. And um, it was just so much fun. We, we giggled so much. And uh, it was very connecting. I felt very connecting to all of us there. So, yeah, that's, that's something that comes to mind straight away. Yeah. In some theories, they say that we are the average of the five people we meet the most in our life, in our daily life. And so we are, like, influenced by uh, the people around us. So that's why our main partners or family whatever is important but to choose our friends and if some friends are free to talk and more easy playful or whatever it could be a huge opportunity in fact to grow and open that domain of your life just make it fun and maybe it start to meet new people that uh, feel more free about sexuality than anybody around you in your um, current life could be yeah yeah i would say definitely meet new people right definitely go out Go to new workshops, maybe do events you would never do. See what you feel comfortable enough. You know, there's many meetups, in which you also organized, right? So about connecting with people. Yeah, definitely. It's like change your environment and change what people say, right? That's, that will give a real new take on life for you. I heard and learned so many new things that I wasn't even aware it was possible. And it was fun. And like I said, sometimes it was great and sometimes like, oops, well, 
this is not for me, but all right, not a problem. It was a discovery and a learning anyway. It's usually based on the average behaviors. If everybody authorized themselves to do it, will be prone to do it naturally. And uh, if nobody is doing it, do you dare to do it? Do you authorize yourself to talk about it or at least to ask the question? Because maybe people are okay and uh, desiring a communication about sexuality, but they don't dare because it's not in the habits to talk freely about it. And uh, it's mm -hmm. so present. Yeah, yesterday I was visiting an exhibition in Ghent, in Belgium, about uh, the sexuality desire is artist that uh, was uh, exhibits some artifacts. It was gorgeous to see how the body is central in every human life. It's so present. It's, it's so beautiful mm. the way artists can magnify the beauty of and the desire and sexuality. And it's mm. such a... Like a taboo and somehow because it's not so often that we, we just accept our body as it is and accept it's a, a big part of life and it's, we need to create space and time, as you say, to welcome it, to live it fully. The, the life is so much intellectual, mental, performance creation, but sometimes we are missing the body side and the sexuality so much. Yeah, to balance more our life with uh, those essential domains. Yeah, no, yeah, that's so spot on. It's really... um you know, desire also lives in the body. So there is a, you need a healthy connection to the body and awareness of what's happening to be able to also create pleasure and have fun together and know what there is to communicate about, mm. right? So the body is such an essential part and part of the work that I do when I work with people is also actually really connecting to the body and not even in a sexual sense. It's really like, can you Put your hand on your heart and connect with your heart space and feel like, does your heart feel open or not, right? Or, for example, the belly, where we hold so much emotions. And then, okay, maybe there is some work to do first to soften up that area, to be able to, you know, relax into your body. Because if you cannot relax in yourself, if, you, if you're always on tension, right? Because we, we, we walk around, we collect all this, also trauma and emotion in our bodies. Unresolved trauma and emotion gets stuck right? In our, on a physical level. So there's tension in the bodies. And um, once you start working with that, that's also a really beautiful way to open up more, right? Because the body relaxes. And when you're more relaxed, you're more relaxed with people and you can connect deeper and there's more intimacy possible. So yeah, the body is so important in all of this. So yeah, it's a combination for me. It's like, Like you said, like you can only speak so much about it, but for certain practices and, and connecting to the body, there is so much to learn and to grow in. It makes me think about what you say at the beginning of the podcast about you. There is nothing wrong with your body. Once you start to name desires of part of the body, it starts to exist. You give space and time and the mind can really welcome it. So you put awareness in the body and then start to feel your body and nothing is wrong. Sometimes people complain about their sexuality, sensation, pleasure, whatever, but when you ask what they did and how they give time and space for it, it's not so much. It's like the, it's like a friend we never met and we want to have a very intimate connection. We need to meet regularly to have an intimate connection. If you met a friend every two years, could be a great friend, but the level of intimacy is very relative. Yeah, yeah, that's so on, yeah. Is there a last advice which is important for you in your life, in your uh, profession? or? Uh... Mm, I'd say, besides all the wonderful things we mentioned before, right? Because we talked about communication and connecting to the body. Also, asking for support, right? You really need a community around you to get different perspectives and go outside of the familiar 
really experience new things. Finally, I think, and this is really for people who are already intimately connected with someone, is and also it's it's actually for everyone, is really discover the way you listen to yourself and to your partner. And what I mean by that is often we think we're really open to people and we actually really listen, but you want to start noticing all the stuff that you put in between you and other people, right? When somebody says, oh, you look beautiful, then the little voice in your head says, yeah, you only say that, bloody blah, blah, or no, I'm not so, bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. Right? You want to start listening to, oh, how do I relate to people? And when you get present to that and connected to that, then you can really connect if you can be responsible for that automatic reaction and the way you listen to people. And with your partner, you can really then start discovering them newly or discovering that person in front of you that you're meeting newly. So I think that's the last thing, maybe a little bit abstract, but I hope it communicates. But it's really like learn and discover about yourself. Like, how do you listen? Really? Yeah. And personally, learn a lot about how to listen to people and be present thanks to the orgasmic meditation. It could be, for some people, it could be special to hear that Practicing orgasmic meditation can really help about the quality of communication, the verbal communication. And it's for me, it was a, a big, big takeaway and lesson learned out of the practice, which is very important, which is very strong and essential in life, way beyond sexuality. And sometimes mm. the way to develop the communication is so funny. It's uh, not direct. It's not, I want this and I will obtain it. <laughs> you make an experience and then all the treasures are new and uh, you can just discover at the end what you learned, but you cannot expect everything you can get out of an experience of wellness, of sexuality, tantra, whatever. Experience it and then you will see how rich it was and how much gift it is behind it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> when you can sum up uh, what you did and learn. And Marga, can you, if people want to contact you, how they can contact you and also explain what kind of activities, even workshop you are proposing, how you can help people? Yeah, so people can find me through different means. I have a website, turnonnl.com. So my company is Turn On The Netherlands. And but you can find me on WhatsApp, um, on Facebook. My number is on my website. So feel free to text me or send me a message via my website. I'm uh, on several social medias. And um, yeah, there are several things I do. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching for singles and couples uh, where we really work on personal goals that you have, personal issues that you want to transform for yourself. But I also give workshops. So I do something called Tantra Speed Date which is such a fun and wonderful way of dating, which is all about connecting. That's for singles. I do Tantra date night. That's for couples. I give play parties or I organize play parties where people can explore sexuality in a conscious, safe space. I do women's circles. There are many different things I do. So yeah, I'd say for those who are curious, reach out to me and connect. And then can, we can really look at What could it be for you, right? Is it a one-on-one -on -one thing? Should I maybe say like, no, come join the workshop and we'll go from there. Just reach out and connect. And I hope uh, we'll find the moment in the agenda so that we can invite you in Brussels, maybe to propose some of your activities, but also we can travel easily also from Belgium to uh, the Netherlands for people from Belgium, but also a lot of people that are uh, listening us are coming from France or Canada or Switzerland so it's more far away but anyway we can also travel from time to time to meet more and more people yes 
And I'd love to come to Belgium. Oh my goodness, that would be so much fun, really. Let's organize that in the next months uh, so that we can celebrate also Alto's achievement and uh, share that love as you, as you talk at the beginning. So we celebrate those accomplishments because it's a big shift usually in life to propose help about sexuality. Mm. Workshop and so on, it's so precious, it's so gorgeous, so really... Thank you for doing it because it's really inspiring and uh, yeah, you need to be very well with yourself and okay, let's do it. Let's uh, go on and turn on the Netherlands. <laughs> yes, and everybody around us. <laughs> so we'll, we'll post all the links you mentioned on the article of the podcast. We'll also uh, organize event together in future for sure. And I love to end the podcast with the gratitude, whatever it is, because for me, it's a, a way to celebrate the life and also see that usually we grow thanks to the relationship we have. And sometimes even people that receive the gratitude didn't know they have such a big impact on us. <laughs> so I'm curious about uh, the gratitude and you can share several of them if you want. Yeah, and I'm really grateful for my partner. So I, I just want to express my gratitude for my partner, the way we can explore together, the way we create our relationship It's really alive, it's playful, it's sensual, and we really created together, you know, to keep the spark alive between us. So there's a commitment for a relationship to be sparkly and also alive and to create family and partnership. So I'm really happy that over the years that we have been growing and growing. So a big gratitude to my partner. I also want to thank you, Olivier. It's such a pleasure. I'm really grateful for the work that you do and what you provide with your podcast and the Love Health Center. I think it's so inspiring. So thank you for putting all that work and effort in, right? And bringing this much needed conversation to the world. Yeah. And um, I'm grateful for my mentors and trainers who uh, had the patience to be with me when I had to go through all of my discoveries and challenges. So uh, a big thank you and love for them as well. And lastly, for the people who are listening. Hi there. That's you. Thank you for taking your time and being here. And um, I'm grateful for your exploration and the things you will be discovering and opening up for yourself. So uh, that's my great gratitude for today. Thank you. I found very funny the way you mentioned the gratitude to your mentor or coaches because <laughs> indeed sometimes the journey is very so unique and only you and your coach know about it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It seems sometimes like a linear path and sometimes it's really not. In a <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm still on the path and it's not linear whatsoever. So thank you to all those people you mentioned and that I don't know, but that makes you so unique and, uh, and great. So uh, so thank you for all our people around you that support you. Really, that's the environment is so important to support each other. So for the listeners, if you want to leave us a voice message, know that uh, there, is, there is a link in the uh, article. It's called Vodio. And if you click on Vodio, there is two buttons, one with a a microphone and one with a letter and if you click on the microphone you can record a voice message and then we receive it privately and we can share it with Marga with the team with the producer and so on it's so great and funny for us to listen about your feedback any comment questions gratitude anything it's so joyful for us to have some uh, communication with you so feel free to send us voice messages oh 
want such a lovely thing. Oh my god, I can't wait to hear the voice messages. I that's such a great thing. What a fun thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to offer a gift to Marga, please send a voice message. <laughs> I will respond. I will send you a personal message back. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, and I say I also wanted to do, um, you know, really bring the Love Help Center to the attention as well. Right. So if you have enjoyed listening to us and enjoy the work that they're doing, there's a way to support them. You can support them with a donation. If you want to have this podcast to continue, you can consider doing a monthly donation or a one off. And that would be really uh, we would really appreciate that to make more of this material and share more of the love uh, with you. So thank you for considering that. And to find that where you can do a donation, please look at the website and you will find the information there. Thank you. Entre nous. Entre nous. There to talk about sexuality. For you. With you. By you.